I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new to industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of the Independent Agent Podcast. Justin is wearing a t-shirt that actually has writing on it this time. I am. In honor of Jennifer Gardner. Oh, her crying several weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd cry too if it was the first time I saw The Office. Man, what a fantastic show. Um, How are you? I'm well. Yeah. I'm looking at a, hopefully a tasty beverage that we're going to try today. So we failed so hard with the uh, champagne with the French 75 last week that I thought we'd try a slightly different variation. I mean, it's a completely different variation, but still bubbly. So we are drinking an Aperol spritz today. And so we've got some Prosecco, some Aperol, a splash of sparkling water. And something that is hopefully tasty. Okay. Okay. I dig it. Mostly tastes like uh, sparkling water with a hint of something. It needs something else. Yeah, I feel like it needs a little bit of some more oomph. It's like all in the front of your tongue. I need some like, like some sour, you know, it's, it's pretty good though. It's refreshing. I mean, it's a spritz, so it's probably supposed to be refreshing. What? What's that look on your face? <laughs> what? Not, not a PG thought. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> all mm. right. Question number one. I am very new to the industry. I started with an agency about three months ago. I then got my license in the first month, which was great, but have spent the last couple of months doing hardly anything. A little training, a little job shadowing. Everyone seems to be busy and I'm getting bored. I don't want to bail three months in. What should I be doing with so much spare time every day? Are they a production role? Are they an account manager? What are they doing? Okay, well, if you were a producer then that was basically what I went through. I got in, I got licensed. I tried to work on some stuff, try to shadow some people. You didn't like my mentorship? No. Remember? I taught you how to cold call, remember? <sighs> that, yes. That was so amazing. So dumb. Justin gets in another office and he go, okay, cold call me. So I'd call him and I'd say, hi, this is, and he hang up the phone. <laughs> Try it again. Hi, this is Jordan. Hang the phone. He goes, don't ask for the person. You know, say who you are. 
or, 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 or don't say who you are, you know, ask for the person, whatever. He played this game for about two hours and then I just had enough. You tried earnestly. I know. It was just it's amazing. Justin was convinced he was going to make me into the Tiger Woods of insurance and he wasn't able to do that. I had to do that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Scott, like I see it. Yeah. I mean, it just depends what you're doing. I mean, I was bored out of my mind the first few months in the industry and you really need something. So let's go from a production standpoint. If you're just sitting there doing nothing, that's your own damn fault. Sorry. You need to be asking people, Hey, what do I do? What insurance companies do I need to talk to? What's a good niche to go after? If you're confused at all about that, we've got a great program with the Total CSR that teaches you how to do all those things to go prospect, teach you how to build a niche, how to negotiate, do all of those things. So you can go check that out. Really cool. But you should just be getting out and meeting people. Like cold calling sucks, but everyone had to do it. Or start getting involved in different Facebook groups or other social media groups. Or I mean, it's no, I know a lot of people aren't meeting in person right now, but when they do, the trade show groups, whatever it is, just start getting out there and meeting people. Because if you're in production and you're not doing anything, then it's your own fault. If you're an account manager, that's really weird. Like they might be bringing you into like an assistant role or something like that. And they might be telling you, okay, here's how you issue a cert. That's very standard in the industry. It's also a terrible practice. That is actually why we started Total CSR. So I know I'm double plugging Total CSR, but we have programs in there that will get you up and functional right away. The reason you're doing nothing is because you're not capable of doing anything yet, right? Because you don't know how to do anything. So I'd recommend going to them, approaching them, having them walk through one of our demos, seeing how we can get you up to speed quickly. And then you can be productive and an asset to the agency in rapid form. Yeah, I I mean, other than the shameless plug, I think it's a big problem that agencies hire somebody without a plan in place to onboard and train them. And so often we find that, oh, we'll give them a project because that person who has to train you then has to give up their time of getting their work done to teach you how to do something and that person has to be a willing participant. And if it's just thrown at them, it's not going to be a high likelihood of success. Even if ultimately you're going to help them and relieve some of the workload on their desk, they just can't seem to tie the two of those together. I think the first thing I would do is I just actually go to management and say, hey, I have a lot of bandwidth and I want to learn. I want to do things within the agency I don't have anybody to teach me. And yes, you can obviously set up a demo with us, but also you can go over to other employees and shadow them, ask them to walk through and have them hit record, use Zoom, record as they narrate through and showing you a process. Go back to your desk, watch the video four times, you'll learn it. Then go proactively ask these people, hey, can I try and do this process? Let me take some work off of your desk. Be your own advocate to get more work done. And I mean, it's not the ideal situation, but if in this job market where things are, are pretty rough at the moment and you're trying to make sure you can hang in through all this, go and, and create your own training program. Ask everybody what the processes are and then say, when you're doing this, call me over. We'll hit the record button. I'll, you only need to show me it once. I will rewatch it on my own and then practice it and get involved in the process. Uh, I think you've got to be your own advocate. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying you don't want to bail three months in, but that might be. I just want to give you permission that it's okay if this industry is not for you. And heck, if you're new into it, 
with how all the unemployment stuff is right now. Maybe you'll make more money outside of it. It's a really crappy way to look at things, but you're such um, a negative Nelly. If it's not your jam, it's not your jam, but find out if it's your jam before you choose to not listen to that music anymore. Right? So yeah. And again, there's no shame if it's not for you, go do something else, go do art or music or some other business or math math are my kids gonna have to switch away from common core now at private school i think the diocese in california are still following the common core got it okay so no they're gonna learn the same terrible stuff common core is not as terrible as, as you it think. is so it, terrible it, it is really okay the dude who's pretty proficient in math right here the guy who have you, what, what have was you the number I was explaining to you? How many times did I have to explain those numbers to you yesterday? Accounting is very different. I wasn't explaining accounting. I was these these were simple numbers. They False. happen to be finances, but it wasn't like we were going through <laughs> counting processes. <laughs> yeah, I like a lot of the uh, Common Core math stuff. Actually, I think it's it's like the thing that I love about Common Core. At least in the younger ages. Now I haven't had experience it in the older ages. It's how you do math in your head. Like when I do math in my head, that's common core math. It's not precise, so it doesn't get me to the exact answer. But when I'm running numbers and trying to get to something quickly, that's what common core teaches. Here's the problem with it. If we continue to push people through algebra and some of these things that they're never going to use in the real world, like other than like a minority of people, right, then common core. You don't think algebra is applicable? I've not used any algebra. Just because you don't know you're using algebra. I come up with ideas. That's what I do. Like all of my spreadsheets in Excel and all of that, all of those formulas are algebra. Yeah. That's when you're I'm like, what's our projection? What, what are we going to do this year? The thing you asked me yesterday, wouldn't it be cool if you did a projection on That's all algebra. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the problem <laughs> is they delay the process so long that kids can't get Proficient. It's it's that much more difficult. They've got like math seven, <laughs> math eight. It so much better with you. <laughs> no, I I sucked at it. I took statistics instead of whatever, and I took stat- I failed miserably at stats. They say like, I was great at calc and trig, mm-hmm. but they say like you're either like a calc trig guy or a stats guy. I was neither, but I found you know how mom has folders of our old stuff. How do you decide neither versus neither? I don't know. Is, is there like a prop? Mom probably knows. But I had this teacher, Mrs. Foff. I don't know if she was still there uh-huh. when you were there. Uh, I don't know if she was there. I remember the name. So I was getting like a B minus in the class. And I just I was really struggling to grasp the concepts. Just it wasn't my thing. And the teacher was like, yeah, Justin just needs to work harder. So in this folder mom had of mine, she saved a note. She had like photocopied after writing the teacher that it was her fault that I was such a bad learner. And it was like the most amazing like mom moment where she's like, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. My son is working off, and I'm just like, wow, that was mom going full court press. I, I, I must have misunderstood you. I, I heard it as saying mom saying it was her fault that you were a bad student. Like, so, no, no, no. Sorry. She dropped saying, you on your head. The teacher. Something. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it was the teacher. But part of the problem is the teacher just was so rigid. And <laughs> Justin still has trauma from high school. I do. And, and I'd ask her a question, and she's like, go back to your desk. And I was like, okay. And I was compliant. And then I got, I think I got a B, but I'm traumatized. 
Good goodness. Good story. Wow. Wow. You're not drinking your Aperol spritz. Sure, I'll have another spritz. Just a spritz. Instead of your superior light beer. It is superior. All right. Mm. Next question. I accepted a promotion to manage the customer service team at the agency I work for. I have been in the role for about six months and feel I made the wrong move. It's been difficult to manage people who were once my colleagues, and the days are just much longer. Is there any way for me to gracefully back out of this role? I feel you. I hate managing people. I hate managing people. I suck at managing people. So I make Justin do it. (laughs) He's great at it. He cares about them, talks to them, understands, has empathy. Can't do it for me. It's just rough city. It's not for everyone. So, yeah, my opinion would be two different things. One, go approach your manager or whomever and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I know I'm in this new position. I really want to make sure I'm doing well by the agency. And I want to make sure that I'm having success in this role. Here's the problems I'm having. What have you seen? Where have you seen success? What do you think I should do? And go down that battle, that that whole route. Another three, six months later, if these things are not turning around, then I think you reapproach them and say, you know what? I've just really been trying to dig deep on this. I don't think it's my strong suit. I think I graded A, B, and C, and that's why you promoted me here. But I don't think I'm good at managing people. I don't think it's that's where I thrive, you know, and say, what are your thoughts? Should we develop some kind of a plan? You m- might be in a situation where there's not a lot you could do, so I'd make sure you pay attention to what's going on around you to see if you could still keep your job or not. But it's, I don't know. I mean, you probably weren't a producer. It doesn't sound like before, but one of my biggest pet peeves of all of these sales organizations are you're in sales and then you become like a senior sales associate. Then you go into management and you stop selling. You manage salespeople. Salespeople and managers are two radically different personalities. So you have to climb that, you know, structure and most of the time you're taking a pay cut to go to management but then if you want to go to senior management you got to go to lower management the whole thing's weird yeah i think that's my two cents i'm wondering if the problem is just the i'm trouble dealing with my colleagues that used to be colleagues and now i'm in charge of them and you know we deal with that because i have friends that work for our organization that started as friends and I think it's just important first before you even talk to management to go have the conversation with these people and say, hey, look, I know it can be awkward because you know, we were doing the same thing, but now my role is this. My role is to make sure X, Y, Z gets done. We both have an obligation to the organization. And rather than viewing it me above you, is just your job duties are X. My job duties are Y. And that is just to follow up and make sure these things got done and be honest about it and that it's awkward for you too and that you'll do your best. And hey, if if I ever cross some line that is upsetting to you, let's talk about it, let's work through it to preserve the relationship, et cetera. I'd start there. I think it's tough once you've accepted a promotion to go back to the other role. And I, I think that ship may have sailed depending on your organization. But I would encourage you to really focus on on the things you can do that you're running into, the things that make you uncomfortable, right? So I'm a person who couldn't ask for a drink of water from a waitress from God knows how young till 
like 17, right? And now I have to have difficult conversations with my staff about ways they fall short. And then sometimes how I fall short, right? You can grow if you choose to. It takes a while. In my case, it took a long time. Yeah, I just chose to go the other direction. I just decided <laughs> I don't want to manage people. And if it's if management truly isn't your skill set, that's fine. But I do believe someone who thought you had that skill set wouldn't have just promoted you without watching you operate amongst others and how you were respected for the, the skill set you brought to the table. It's a tougher road to walk, and hopefully you're compensated well for it. And if not, maybe it's an easy transition to slip back in, but I would just challenge your assumptions of maybe you're not cut out and just that these are growth areas because if you struggle in this area dealing with the coworkers that used to be your same level, if you will, you probably have conflict resolution issues in other aspects of your life. And if you work on it there, you'll also find the benefit on your personal life and just keep grinding from there. So that's how I would handle it and see if you can't improve in that area. See if, if that stress doesn't go down a bit and if it doesn't, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. Yeah. That's more of a Justin question. I've given you my all. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) All right. Anything else you got for us today? That's it. I'll have another drink of my spritzer and then we'll bid you adieu. I thought it was a spritzer. I think it's called a spritz. Hmm. Yeah. What's the difference between a spritz and a spritzer? I don't know, but it's something you can Google. Fair enough. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Comment on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast. If you have drink recommendations, Jordan at TotalCSR.com. Questions, Olivia at TotalCSR.com. And have a wonderful week. Cheers. <laughs>